giveaway to charity. Today's guest is my friend Alex, who is now a WBFF Pro bodybuilder. And today we're going to learn about his story from transitioning from nightlife, from being in Vegas, being in nightlife, to transitioning into a mindset where he wanted to improve himself, get out of some of the cons of nightlife, and become a pro bodybuilder. And he competes in two weeks, guys, so make sure you tune in for that. So, Alex, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. How you doing? Good, bro. Good. Uh, so, so typically on this show, we talk a lot about money, yeah. right? And what I realized, what I got a lot from my listeners, is that they understand what people are doing. We talk about top-line revenue, this, that, but they just don't have the mindset. They don't, they don't know how to transition out of, like, a place where, not, where they're not happy mm -hmm. to a place where they can, like, progressively think and improve themselves. Correct. And I always say, like, before you ask me about where to invest money or how to make money, you got to invest in yourself. Correct. So you can actually increase your potential to do something big. And I know your story really aligns with that, where you were doing really interesting stuff that I thought was pretty cool. And yeah. then you decided that, hey, I want to, I want to, I want something way more than, way more than this. Yeah. I want something much bigger for myself. And now you're a WBFF pro bodybuilder. Yeah, that's crazy. That sounds crazy to me. <laughs> Yeah. It is pretty cool, dude. Yeah, it's, it's cool. It's, it's cool. So, so Alex, who who are you? Tell us who you are. Uh, I'm Alex Padron. Um, I'm 28 years old. I'm originally from Cuba, so I immigrated over here. Um, oh wow! Long time ago. Not fresh off the boat anymore. <laughs> um, and now I'm with WBFF Pro, going for the world title in two weeks. Damn. Um, it's crazy. It's crazy to like to just say that, but it's yeah, good. feels good. Yeah. And tell me, tell me where you were three years ago. Three years ago, I was. Overweight, uh, I, was, I think my body fat was like 18% or, or above. Oh, um, yeah. I was an alcoholic. Um, I was abusing drugs as well. And um, now I'm not. I'm like, I still drink here and there, very controlled, very yeah. minimal. Um, but a lot better mentally and a lot better physically. Wow. So so walk us through, like, you're 28. So yeah. you've been working for 10 years or so, right? Like you uh, a little bit longer, I think 15. Yeah. What was yeah. your first job like, and how did you move into into running nightlife in this town? Yeah, so my first job, I started in, like working on the Las Vegas Strip uh, as a lifeguard at Mandalay Bay. Um, from there, I was there for like five years, went to Red Rock, um, worked over there, left Vegas for a year, came back, and then I opened up the Park MGM, Nomad, and then from there, uh, transitioned into Encore Beach Club and Access Nightlife, which was... An amazing time. Can't complain about the time that I had there. Yeah. Um, the people were amazing. The people that you meet. Um, yeah. The experience is always amazing. So. Yeah. And uh, from there, um, was there for two years, and then quarantine happened. Yeah. Wasn't working. Um, invested a lot of time into drinking and partying because that's yeah. all we we used to do anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it got really bad. And from there, um. At the end of it, I really got like you can go into detail in it, but yeah, yeah, um, well, yeah. It uh, it got really bad, and then I realized I had to change my mindset and the way I had to be. Yeah, uh, didn't drink for a year and a half, wow. and started working at a gym, get back in shape, and then now we're here. That's pretty cool, and you're yeah. competing in two weeks. In two weeks, that's impressive, man. Yeah. So, so you were you were a VIP host Correct. in nightlife, right? And for most people, like we're in Vegas now, right? Yeah. You've been here for a long time. I'm, I'm still new, but now I know a bunch of VIP hosts. It's like, oh yeah, he's a VIP host. Yeah. But most people outside of Vegas don't know what a VIP host is. Yeah, no, they, so, they think it's like anybody else that just handles people and just bring them into the club. Yeah, which is so. Not that. What would you? How would you describe your job? Like, what's the job of a VIP host? Um, pretty much creating an experience. You know, like you, you meet people, you build relationships with people, and over time, um, they, they trust you enough to come back. And it's like obviously they're buying tables that are worth like from the low end two thousand dollars to fifty thousand dollars tables. You know, uh -huh. um. And as a VIP host, you're given that VIP experience. So being able to provide them a location that gives them whatever DJ may be playing, whether it's Diplo, Marshmallow, et cetera, um, to give them that like wow factor. Like this is Vegas, this is why I come to Vegas. Yeah. And it's not just working at your venue, but with venues around town, restaurants, et cetera. So how did you, during, when you were in nightlife, like mm -hmm. how would you find your clients? Um, we would go out a mm -hmm. lot, like every day. Oh, wow. 20, I think we had one day off. And even on that day off, we were still out. Like, it was just like, <laughs> they'd be like, hey, you guys got to go out and meet people. I'm like, okay, so we'll go to like, 
whether it's the strip club or another night yeah. uh, nightlife venue, or walk around the strip, uh, the malls, the hotels, and just kind of tell them, hey, this is what I do. I'll meet concierge, meet the back back of the house people. Yeah. That way they know who you are and you can build that relationship. And then if they have guests that ask for a VIP host, they can be like, hey, like, I know Alex, he works here. He can set you up. And then that's how kind of the transition of kind well, of happen. So it was part of your job to go to different casinos and know the staff there. Correct. Like you get assigned yeah. like a, a hotel. Yeah. And in that hotel, you got to know everybody there. Like your, your duty is to like know everybody there. So that yeah. way, if they do call, like, okay, this is the person we call to get everything handled. Yeah. And from there, you get these guests that are coming from the UK or Australia or South America, like from all over the world. And yeah, from there, you got to give them the experience. Like, oh, welcome to Vegas. Like, this get you set yeah. up here to say day and night, post-show, after, like, it's like constant, 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 yeah, yeah. constant. So. so, so, okay, tell me, so clearly, like, networking was critical for you, right? Definitely. Like, that's your, that's your, you're getting paid to network and the better you network, the more money you make. Correct. The more yeah, you can easily as a as a host start um, on the low end, make eighty thousand if you suck, and then I say no, you suck. Eighty thousand yeah. like starting usually, and yeah. then from there you can make six figures and above. Oh wow, yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah, and yeah, it's, it's not hard as yeah. long as you have the, like the like the drive for it. You know, like you yeah. just got to go out there and, and talk to people, which is like if you know how to talk to people, it's easy. So what about someone who's like shy or reserved, and they come to Vegas, they're like, well, how do I do this? You know what's crazy, like. People that are shy actually tend to do better because really? like they don't they don't know how to approach people, so they're like they have that awkward like, hey man, like, do you want to get this table? Like, and it works it works out for them versus versus the guy that's like, hey, what's up, man? Look, this is what we're gonna do. This is the table. It's not cost this much. You want it or not? Yeah. And it's like, oh, I don't want to talk to this guy. This guy's yeah. weird, you know. Like the nice guy usually tends to win this out, and yeah. then over time, like you build the relationship, and then you can be yeah. like, hey man, look, this is what it is. So, yeah. But it works out. That, that's pretty neat. That's pretty neat. Yeah. So. You go, you should go like six, seven times a week. Uh, yeah, like every, so we would have like office time where we spend time yeah. in the office emailing people and everything, yeah. um, reaching out to our guests, our, our clients. Yeah. And then from there, uh, we worked doubles. So it was like day, day club, night club. And then the days that you weren't working, we were stepping out and it was just to meet people. If you're going to a strip club, you're out to 8, 8 a.m. Like it was like a, no sleep party all the time. Yeah. So like, what was your schedule? Like, like you should go to bed at what time? I would get home like three or four in the morning. Oh, wow. And then if we had to be back the next day, it was like 9am. So like you sleeping like less than six hours. So it's a hustle. Like it's not just party, party, party. It's like, yeah. it's a hustle. And then like the, people get mad. It's like, cause we have an attitude. Like sometimes we like, we're not sleeping and partying, like yeah. being out all the time. Like it's like, you know, how do you like, start talking to people nicely you know it's yeah. like a little thing you're just like dude like stop like come on yeah and you're and we're all adults right but like people forget that when we come to vegas we're like no this is vegas we can do whatever we want it's like no oh, like there's still rules here man like <laughs> don't touch the rope that's yeah. all it is <laughs> the amount of people that hop a rope is like dude like it's, it's a boundary right yeah. like do you yeah. hit a traffic cone when you're driving like like, come on now. Right, over here in Vegas these days, that kind yeah. of day. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's our state flower, you know? Like That's a state flower. There yeah. you go. So that, that's that's pretty cool. So what? So tell me something like, so most people, because, you know, I've ever since I moved to Vegas, I've been going out a lot, right? right? So I've seen some very insane stuff, right? Well, oh. it's like crazy stuff that, that you've seen in nightlife. Man, from... Not something that will get us canceled. <laughs> Okay, uh, this you know how people will go as like with your wife or whatever to go yeah. out to a club. This lady went to the club with it, her husband. Yeah, got caught in the bathroom with another dude. Got she's getting kicked out. She's crying because she was doing what she was yeah. doing with the dude. And then the husband's coming out. He's like, "Why is she getting kicked out?" And we're like, "Well, she was doing what she was doing with that dude." He's like, "What?" So like it's like a whole scenario of like her cheating, getting kicked out of the club with a different dude and her husband's there. It's like, usually that would happen. Like somebody's back home. Uh-huh. But it's all happening in one, like. That's insane. One event. That's insane. Yeah. Well, there's a dude that jumped like a fence and like broke his ankle trying to escape. But it was like pointless. <laughs> yeah. Great. We've seen everything. I feel like there's nothing we haven't seen yeah. in Vegas. Like it's, you see it all. Yeah. What about like, there's a lot of going out that much. There's a lot of drinking. Correct. Right? And I know you talk about your struggle with alcoholism. Mm -hmm. So, um, working in nightlife, like, not necessarily, like, you have to drink. There's people that are sober that work. Mm -hmm. um, 
But you know, when you're out, when you have clients that are spending fifty, a hundred thousand dollars in one single night, you know, like, and they're like, "Hey, take a shot with us." Like, you don't, you don't just say no. Like, you can. Yeah. Um, but then you're like, okay, I'll take a shot with you guys, and that one shot turns into like three shots, four shots, six shots. Now you're with them at seven in the morning, and then from seven in the morning, you got to go back to work, and then you're like. It's like just a constant thing and it's like repeats and repeats. And then from there, you're just like, this is, this is what you do. It's just like the task is constantly rolling, you know? Yeah. So how did that change? Like, did you feel like personality change over time? Or how did you notice that you were getting sucked into the cycle of just drinking and drinking all the time? I think it went from like, I'm always a happy person. I'm always smiling. Yeah. Um, Even when I'm like, I was deep into it. Like I still try to smile and be happy all the time. But I could tell like with friends that I had known for like, 10 plus years, like my interaction with them was different. Like I would, since I was in a nightlife and they weren't like, yeah. not saying that this happens to everybody, but it tends to happen. It's like you go into nightlife and then all of a sudden you're here, you think you're here. Like, no, I'm a host, I'm a, I'm a cocktail waitress. It's like, so what? Like, yeah. is just, that's, that's your job. Like yeah. you have to do that. Doesn't mean you treat people any different. You're not any better than anybody else. And that's what people tend to hold, hold themselves, you know? And they're like, oh, you don't work in nightlife? Who are you by? Like that, that's what happens. Yeah. And I started seeing that, I started treating my friends that I'd known for years like that, and it wasn't cool. And then, you know, those relationships kind of sucked, kind of kind of separated for, you, for mm-hmm. a little bit. And then come quarantine, um, we, uh, we weren't working, mm-hmm. and uh, we all just started, started partying. We just, like everybody, I feel like everybody started yeah. drinking and, and doing whatever. Yeah. And I took it to the extreme. I was just like drinking every day. Like I would wake up. Every day, especially with my guys in Florida, I have friends in Florida. They're out there and they love to party. Yeah, my boys. Yeah, they're they're uh, on Tampa actually. Yeah, Tampa boys. And uh, we will wake up like they'll be up already. So it was like yeah. eight a.m. over there or ten, and then over here it would be like six. And I'm like, hey, take a shot. See a shot, take a shot. And I'm like, okay, take a shot. So every day in quarantine, I was like, you know, taking shots. Wait, so you guys are taking shots over Zoom? Yeah, over Zoom. <laughs> or like, they'll tag me on Instagram to do a story. They're like, whoever sees this, you gotta take a shot. And then I'll watch them like, oh. Like, <laughs> you got to take a shot now. And, um, yeah, so that started, like, in March. That's when kind of quarantine yeah, yeah. started. And then I was having the uh, relationship issues. And me and her ended up splitting. But we, I took it very harshly. And then, yeah. as well, on her behalf, like, we were both just toxic to each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, that led to even drinking even more. I'm like, oh, man, like, like a lot, I added a lot of hate. I was like, man, what was going on? And just drank, drank, drank. Hurt the people that were around me. She hurt the people that were around her. Like, it was like a constant back and forth battle. Yeah. And I was trying to just overdo it, right? Like, if she did this, I did it 10 times more. Yeah. And it was drinking, drinking, drinking. I would wake up. So the craziest night I realized was I woke up at 5 a.m., chugged a bottle of wine, rode my bike around my neighborhood, went, went home, started drinking my Custom Eagles bottle, by by noon, I already finished a bottle of wine and two Casamigos bottle. By 4 p.m., I was taking shots somewhere. Like, I was probably, like, at a friend's house taking shots. And then I would stop drinking around 1 a.m., 1 or 2 a.m., and then I would go to bed, and I will wake up again at 5 a.m. Like, that's what I did wow. every day in quarantine. Like, it was a lot of drinking. And they're like, Alex, how are you doing that? I'm like, I don't know. Just... And then on top of that, the drugs were involved in the whole yeah. process, right? So... Yeah, that was really crazy. Like, it, it, I think it hit, the main time it hit where things got bad, it was like a, a 4th of July. Yeah. Like, I just overtook it, and I just uh, chugged the whole bottle of Patron. I was just like, Phew. blacked out, don't remember anything. Drove home, I guess. And I guess people tried to stop me, I didn't listen. Got home, next day woke up, phone blown up. I was like, damn, like, what even happened? And from there, um... I would drink, but I would get sick. I would start getting sick around like 10 p.m. Uh-huh. And I would feel like very, I will get like a heat wave. I will be laying in bed. I'm like, Ooh, what's going on? And I would have to hop in the shower and throw up. Yeah. And then I can go to bed. Mm-hmm. And that would happen every day. And I'm like, what's going on? Like, why can't I drink as much as I was doing? Why am I waking yeah. up and having to feel this way? And so I stopped drinking for like two weeks and at the end of July. And then in August, I went out to dinner. And I had a had a steak I was eating, and then they're like, hey, try this drink. I'm like, okay. I barely, you know how you like a sample of drink? Yeah. I did that. Instantly, I was like, I got to go. And started throwing up nauseous. Like, I got, like, alcohol poisoning. Like, 
It was crazy. Like, oh wow. I was at home and I was like, like, <sighs> what's going on? Like, just constant, just vomit just coming out. Like, I was in the shower, like, drenching myself. I was trying to cool down. I'm like, what's going on? I didn't know. From there, I didn't drink. I quit drinking for a year and a half. Oh, wow. So, I honestly, no, I, I, I had one more sip. Yeah. At the end of August, like September, around yeah. there. And then I didn't drink. So that was that day that steak dinner that you had. That was your turning point. Yeah, it was like because it was like the react. The reason why I kind of stopped drinking was the way I acted on Fourth of July. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, let me just drink normal, like not drink over drink. And I was just getting sick. Like it was just mm-hmm. like constant, just nausea. Like oh, like I can't yeah. do it. And then that's when it, like when I stopped for two weeks and I tried to have another drink. That's when it was like. My body just shut down. It was just like, nope, couldn't finish my steak. I had to leave. The, I had to leave dinner. I had to go home, shower. I was just like done. Like I was just flushed. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so you stopped drinking for a year and a half. So, so that day is when you decided, I was like, hey, was it like I'm going to stop drinking or I'm going to start working out? Like what? It was just um, the drinking that time. At that time, that was September of 2020, and I had my I had a litter of puppies. Uh huh. So I was like, okay, let me just take care of the pups. Like that's all I got to do. And, um, yeah, just like not drinking part was just like, it was kind of easy at that point. I was just busy doing other things. Yeah. And I kind of got back in shape. Like I was just like going to the gym, but not really like a normal person. I'll go to the gym. Yeah. And, uh, New Year's came along, then drink January, um, the Dragon's Air gym started opening up. So that's when I applied. I was like, I'm not doing anything. Let me just apply there. Yeah. Um, which is owned by Flex Lewis and his wife. And they hired me on, and it was crazy. So it was like, uh, for me, if I look like the outcast, right? Like everybody else was uh, in shape, or they went to the gym, and now I'm yeah. just the guy that's just like, oh, he got hired on. Like he kind of looks like he works out, but like he doesn't, you know? Yeah. And and I'm also all tatted up too. So like, who's yeah. this guy? Uh, but they didn't look at me that way. It was like a very friendly yeah. uh, thing. And in March of that year, it's so 2021. 2021. Yeah. yeah. Um, everybody was in prep. They were doing like getting ready for a show. And I'm like, I can do a show. Like I haven't done a show in seven years, but I can prep. That's not hard, you know? Yeah. And they're like, oh, you can't do it, Alex. You can't do it. I'm like, watch me, you know? So then uh, the GM there, which is Justin, uh-huh. um, I hired him as my coach. And from April 4th, we started our prep of 2021. Did a 16-week prep. Did my first show in over seven years. Oh, wow. Um, on July 9th or 10th. Of 2021, um, so 16 weeks, and then went from 195 pounds, 18% body fat to um, 189, and I was like four or something percent body fat. Wow. I was like really low. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, and from there, um, did like an off season. Yeah, for like a whole year. Um, was going to do a show. Um, 2022 in November, but I ended up getting sick. Um, I was prepping for the show and I looked great and everything. And then, um, I got it overexhausted. I had, a my dogs got into a fight Yeah. and I overexhausted myself. So I ended up in the hospital and I just couldn't breathe. I was just so dehydrated and, uh, couldn't do the show. And it was like very de- depressing. I was like, man, like I'm ready. Like the show is like four days away, you know, like. Like, no, like my coach, I was like, man, can I like, I do the, co- the show? And he's like, well, I actually called him. I was just this, I was in the hospital. And the next day, like, I'm like, man, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm gonna go to the gym, you know, like, let me catch my coach, see what we gotta do. Yeah. Um, Cause I'm doing this show. And I call him and say, I'm, I'm, I'm literally at the store. I call him and I'm on the phone. I'm like, hey, um, what am I eating today? You know, we've got the show in four days. And he's just like, Alex, you're in the hospital. Um, you weren't healthy. Like we had to pull you from the show. Wait, so you're in the hospital, and you, in your mind, you were still determined. Yeah, like I was. Yeah, because I, I put it this way: like I was prepping for that show for 36 weeks. Oh, like wow. a very like it was yeah. a slow process, but like yeah. I started like around like May May June uh-huh. kind of, and then really started pushing it around August because the show was in November, and. Yeah, for like prepping for 36 weeks for somebody to be like, hey, like, you can't do the show because you were sick. Like, yeah, mentally, I was like, what do you mean? Like, we just did this for 36 weeks. Yeah. I don't care. Like, 
Yeah. I just sacrificed a lot of things to get here, you know? Like, yeah. now we got to stop. Like, he's like, yeah, man, like, your health is more important. There's more shows, you know? And I was like... It's a good coach. Yeah. A coach that cares about you like that, like, yeah. that's, that's important. You know, everybody's like, oh, just get whatever coach. And if he pushes you, he pushes you. It's like, no, like, I'm very thankful for that because, you know, let, so that did happen, right? I did get sick. So yeah. let's say we did do the show. What yeah. could have happened on stage or off the stage or in the whole process? Like, yeah. it could have been a lot worse. Yeah. Um. So... Didn't do a show, avoided watching the show, and I ended up seeing pictures. And I'm like, oh, like I could have, I could have won, like I could do great. Yeah. Da, da, da. And then after I was like, you know, I had luckily I had a, a good uh, friend support group. You know, yeah. like they're like Alex, like there's most shows, like you got yeah, this, yeah. like don't worry about it. And uh, mentally, like I was just like so drained too, like because um, at that point in time. There's also other things that were going on. Yeah. And that show was just the only thing that was, like, keeping me focused on things. And um, when I was told no, like, after that, I was just like, well, what am I doing, you know? like, Yeah. And had to set a different path for the next year. So, and what I mean by that is, like, uh, there was a lot of things that went on in 2022 that, like, I have no problem expressing. We can talk about that too. Yeah. So I have so many questions. There's yeah. so much to unpack there. I'll keep talking yeah. if you don't stop no, me. There, there's, <laughs> there's so much to unpack there because fundamentally to me, yeah. like if someone is like this uh, bad cycle of like, you know, you're drinking in a bad state, mm. it's typically a downward spiral, right? Correct. And, you know, I've been, you know, I've never had issues with alcohol, but mm. I've been in a downward mental spiral mm. at some points in my life, right? And hopefully those days are not gone forever. Yeah. Uh, but I have friends right now who are in that spiral and they'll call me and, you know, me being a good friend, we talk and I try to help them through it. And it's just, it's really hard to discipline yourself to take the right action. Correct. But apparently it's not hard for you because you prep for 36 weeks. So how is that possible, Alex? Because um, the discipline, someone who is like in this dark, dark cycle where you're almost dying, like from alcohol poisoning, and then you're like, disciplined for 36 weeks to execute on the show yeah all the way down to four percent body fat that i mean that's pretty insane so how how did you do that it's like for me it's like when i want something mm -hmm. like i'll make it happen like it's like even if i'm in the worst position possible and it's like you know what like i'll put it this way those 36 weeks um me and my ex had gotten back together um in 20 like at the end of 2020 mm -hmm. And we ended up splitting again. Um, this time, our own differences that led to it. Um, There's just a lot of drama, et cetera. Um, but when we broke up, we still didn't have, we weren't healthy when we were breaking up. We were like, we had trauma that we had dealt with in the past that we never healed from. Mm -hmm. So that affected our breakup. And within those 36 weeks, um, I was talking to somebody new. And... She didn't like that. I did my own thing. And um, come June, July, that's when I was like feeling feelings for this person. And she's like, oh, you're feeling feelings? I was like, yeah. I was like, well, I, keep in mind, I was with this girl for like, yeah. with my ex for like eight, nine years. So it's a lot like on and off, but like eight, nine years. And great chick. There's nothing bad I can say about her. Mm -hmm. um, but when we went to this, into this breakup and then what happened forward is like, you know, we've been together for so long. Like this is what's happening. It's like, why you know there's no healing that we ever done like everything that has happened in our time together like we never healed and that's the tendency to be the problem with people's in, in their own relationships and relationships in life right like why are things constantly repeating itself the same cycle because you're not mm -hmm. taking the time to heal from it mm -hmm. in order to progress right so like yeah. maybe you guys oh let's get back together or hey like i fixed it but you're telling yourself you fixed it but you're not really fixing it mm -hmm. you're just telling it so you can just surpass like get past it yeah. so yeah i'm healed and then you go on and then you do it again. So you're lying to yourself. Yeah, you're, yeah. Just constant, it's a constant lie to yourself. And that's all I always did. Um, because going back, like, after I learned about it, mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of trauma that I, deal, I dealt with when I was a kid, when my parents got divorced and stuff that carried on to my relationships over the years. And it reflected, it reflected, it reflected, and I never healed. And so that's what was the ending of our breakup. And then for this 36 weeks, um, that was my focus. I was like, okay, like, let me just focus on this show because mm -hmm. that way I don't have to deal with what's going on here. Like, if I'm yeah. focused on this, this doesn't exist. Yeah. Like, the breakup doesn't exist. The financial crisis doesn't exist. Nothing bad exists. It's just this show. 
And that's when things start falling apart, right? So for me, I'm good at zoning, like zoning out and just focusing on one thing, which is bad. But after that show, so the girl I was talking to, um, she helped me like go into therapy and uh, kind of learn about myself, heal in ways I haven't healed before. Like one thing, I totally support therapy. Like if you've never done it, do it. Like I hated it as a kid. I did it when I was really young and I was like, no, this thing doesn't work. Like that's for losers, you know? <laughs> and as an adult, you need it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I did therapy. And the reason being, cause in August, um, I did lose a friend to suicide. Oh wow. And mentally without what I was dealing, that wasn't great. And someone I knew for over 15 years. And then at the same time with the issues I was having with my ex, mm. um, you know, when you're with someone for so long, they, they know how to push your buttons easily. Like yeah. the little things like, and you're like, fuck, you know, <laughs> but uh, I, I wasn't feeling great. Yeah. And everything triggered. Like I'll, I'll be great. I'll, I'll be good at work. Yeah. But then at home, I was like, this sucks. Yeah. And at that point, you know, I lost myself and I was suicidal as well. Um, oh, wow. And, you know, I've been, I thought about it in my, my own past due to the fact like my parents got divorced and stuff that I had to deal with. But this was the first time where I would say I was truly like there. Um, oh, wow. Ended up grabbing my gun and, and I'll, this is, I don't have no problem being open with this, but yeah, I grabbed my gun, clicked it back and I had it ready. And oh, wow. that was in front of my ex. And I don't know what stopped it, yeah. um, but I put it down and then that was the end for us. She, you know, rightfully was okay. Like um, she packed her stuff and left and then I dealt with my own stuff and who I was talking to uh, helped me with therapy, meet with somebody, talk to them. Yeah. Um, the show was another thing that I was focusing on. It's like, you know, I got to deal with the show and in that whole process, I'm like learning, right? Like, why was I doing this to myself? Why was I thinking this way? Why was I doing what I was doing in my relationship? Yeah. Why? It was like a constant why, why, why versus blaming somebody else. Because we tend to blame people, you know, we don't, yeah. we don't blame ourselves because we're, we're always right. We're never yeah. wrong. Yeah. Um, and I didn't want to do that. I was like, yeah. why am I going to blame myself? You know, like the drinking problem, that was my drinking problem. The drug problem, that was my drug problem. My relationship. We were good, but the problems we had, I had our, my problems, she had her problems. Yeah. But it was never fixed. And I had to fix that. I like really looking deep into myself and I was like, okay, I talked to this dude. And I'm like, this isn't going to work. And I went, I was, he's like, can you just have an open mind? And I'm like, all right, man. And so this is the therapist. Yeah. yeah. And I uh -huh. sat there and we talked for hours. Like we had a, multiple sessions and the first session, I, I always remember this. We, he just wanted to know about me. He just, I was like, who are you? I was like, Milan I'm this, 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 this. And he's like, okay, um, do you do this? I'm like, yeah. Um, you said your parents got divorced at what age, 16? I'm like, when I was 18? He's like, yeah, okay. And then what's this? And it's like this. And he just pointed out certain things in my life. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, you, when people start knowing things, you're like, yeah. where, where are you reading this? Who you got this from, you know? Yeah. And I, don't, I, don't, I didn't tell the girl anything. I was yeah. just like, it was just me and him. Like it it was just, the therapist was reading that. Yeah. yeah. And he goes, well, you know, you growing up with your parents divorced. Um, when I was younger, I used to just go to the gym. Um, I got bullied. I had glasses, braces, everything. You know, the regular weird looking kid. Yeah. Um, and the gym was my escape. I was yeah. never um, to escape to my parents. It was just like, I need to go to the gym so I can escape. Like if yeah. I was at the gym, even if I wasn't working out. Yeah. I was mentally good. So that's this 36 weeks, I was mentally good. Yeah. Because everything closed off, my problems, and I was focused. Just focused, yeah. And he was telling me, he's like, you know, like, that was your piece. That's like, like a diabetic needed insulin. Mm -hmm. I needed a gym. Mm -hmm. Like, if I didn't have the gym, then I was like, what's going on? I'm like overthinking. I'm, go I'm processing things that don't need to be processed. Yeah. And he's like, that was your safe space. You know, that's, the gym is your safe space. Now, you had trauma from your parents because your parents did this, this, this. So then this reflected on how you reacted to people. 
Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, so then how can we fix this? And he's like, um, start writing it down. I'm like, man, like this whole writing down things. I hate writing things down. I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> so I started writing things down. I was like, every day. Um, I kind of stopped a little bit. I should have started mm-hmm. it again. But um, from October, no, from September of 2022 until December, no, until January, I wrote in a journal every day. Today, wow. I'm feeling like this. This is what's going in my head. Why am I feeling like this? So, so just for context of time, I'm sorry mm-hmm. to interrupt, but yeah. when was the steak dinner from this time? Like four the months steak ago? dinner was 2020, August. Yeah. Um, the prep for my first show after seven, after seven years yeah. was April to May, uh, April to July of 2021. Yeah. And then this is now 2022. So, so essentially when that whole alcohol poisoning happened, the gym at that time was your escape, right? Like yeah. you hadn't really healed. Correct. I, I haven't really healed. Yeah. yeah. So from, it was alcohol in 2021, uh, 2020, yeah. 2021, I started working at the gym and training there yeah. and prepped for a show. And then I still haven't really healed from the from everything yeah like i still have my own traumas and stuff and stuff that me and my ex dealt with and 2022 like all that i was, I was so like put down but it was still there yeah and then it technically exploded yeah uh august of 2022 so and then, that's when you started journaling and dealing with going with the therapist and dealing correct with yeah. yeah yeah and yeah so i started journaling everything um i started working alongside with flex and his wife as well so like they're very hard-working people like the, what they do for their businesses and, and their relationship building everything everything that i've learned now yeah. that i know is, is, is thanks to them because they're, they're just amazing yeah and um you know the people you know you are you are who you surround yourself with right mm-hmm. like i was surrounding myself with the nightlife guys so like we did nightlife things you know you party drink yeah. whatever um and then or you associate with yourself with the gym guys. You go to the gym. Or you associate with the guys that do both. You're yeah. party and gym. So now you look good to go to the party. Yeah. Like it's like, there's, where's the balance, right? Yeah. And at first I had that issue. It's like, okay, like I still had the, the alcohol side of me where I was like, I want to drink and party. And then I was like, now nah, I'm looking good. I can go out and do stuff, right? It's like, yeah. where's the balance in that? And once I started journaling and healing from what I was dealing with, like, it took to like the end of December. Mm-hmm. Um, well, no, the beginning of December, actually. Um, the girl that was helping me, yeah, um, she was feeling some type of way. And, you know, it's, it's hard for a guy to admit anything. Like for a guy to be like, hey, you know what? Yeah. I'm the problem. Yeah. We won't do that. Yeah. And I told her, I was like, look, like, thank you. But um, you have brought up things that aren't okay with me. And I'm going into old habits. Yeah. I don't wish to go into those habits. Let's set, you know, let's go our own path. Wow. And you set like a firm boundary there. Yeah. Yeah. I set a boundary and I was like, I really got to fix myself. Um, And from there, I just focused on work. Yeah. Um, And I became a little workaholic. So, like, I started working one job, I was working two, and I started working three. Like, I just started getting busy. Yeah. And I also couldn't train because I was sick, right? So, um, I couldn't get cleared till February. Yeah. Um, so then physically, mentally, I was getting, I was healing. Uh-huh. Physically, I started getting drained. I was like, because I'm working so much. And then yeah. on top of that, like, I'm not working out to the extent I want to work out to, right? Yeah. Like, get up, get ready for a show, et cetera. Yeah. So the whole time, I'm like, I'm seeing everybody prep for a show, do a show. And I'm like, man, like, I'm surrounded by this. Yeah. I want to train. Like, I want to do what I want to do. And it's like, yeah. like, I get cleared. And it sucked because it's like, this is what I love to do. I enjoy yeah. working out. And once I got cleared in February of this year, mm-hmm. um, I prepped for a show for WBFF LA. Mm-hmm. I was on May 27th. Um, did the show there and got my pro card. Wow. And then almost 10 weeks now later, um, and, and two weeks pretty much, Yeah. Um, we're going for the world title. So That's insane. Yeah. That is one... Hell of, a, hell of a journey, man. There's like, like a whole... Yeah. Man, we can get to details of little things and yeah. what went, but like, it's just... I have, I have some questions on... So so when I meet people who are, you know, they want to do more with their lives. Correct. Right? And that's kind of like the point of the podcast is that, you know, 
for me, money is a way to buy freedom, mm-hmm. right? So all of us need to buy our freedom from various things that control us. But for a lot of us, mindset is a huge problem in making progress in any goal. Yeah. Any goal, right? Yeah, like your mindset has to be tight. And for someone like you who went through a really dark place, I, I still don't understand how your mindset was able to be switched on so tight. Like your mindset just, like I feel the first time you got back in the gym, that was, you were escaping. Yeah. And then you had this internal drive that you have to fix yourself or mm-hmm. was it like external factors? Like, did you have any mentors? Um, who- I would say my mentor definitely was Justin, who was the mm-hmm. GM, um, Flex, who's the owner, his wife, Ali, who all three of them, I worked alongside with them. And then we also worked, uh, I helped them on um, creating culture, which is this um, Thurman's record I have on. Yeah. Um, which is, uh, it stands for, it's actually over here. Um, culture, loyalty, respect, and trust. Um, so it's something that Flex stands by. Uh-huh. Something that I tend to stand by as well. But for me, like, years ago, I forgot what those meant. I yeah. forgot what loyalty meant. I forgot what the trust was. I forgot what respect was. And it's like, how can I create something with someone that believes yeah. in this, yeah. and then I can't believe in myself yeah. in that, right? So, like, what, what, what does this mean to me? And it's just like, you know, it hit me every day. I was like, okay, I'm surrounded by amazing people yeah. doing amazing things. I'm supposed to be amazing. We're all supposed yeah. to be amazing, right? So, you know, when you know you want more, yeah, what are you willing to do? Like, are you going to just sit there and wait for it to happen? Or, like, you're going to go do it, like... It's not going to be handed to you. Like, nothing's handed in this life. Unless you are born into, like, the royal family, and here you go. Like, you got a whole country to yourself. Like, we don't have that privilege, right? We were born, and from the day we're born, we're fighting. We're fighting from the, when we're going into the whole egg thing, right? Like, yeah. you came out your dad. You're fighting to be the first one in there, and then, yeah. boom, now you're the baby, right? Yeah. So, uh, we're fighting to be uh, to be the best version of ourselves. It's something that I say every day now. So, I'd be the best version of you. Um because, you know, I, everything that I have gone through, right? Like, mm-hmm. for years, 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 it's like, I blame everybody else. And I hated myself. And I'm, like, always putting up a front. Like, I just, like I said, I always smile. And I always had this high energy. But, like, I would get home and be like, fuck, like, my life sucks. And it's like, I'm here again. I'm here again. I'm here again. I'm Like, I was homeless years ago, mm-hmm. like, twice. Mm-hmm. Um, why am I doing Why? Why did it happen again? Like, my life fucking sucks. Like, your life doesn't suck. It's like, you just, like, forgot. Like, yeah. you know, you forgot to live. You forgot to work hard. You forgot to do what you want to do. Like, you, we always get stuck, you know? Like, mm-hmm. we hit this wall and we're like, is this going to come down? Like, hello? Yeah. And, you know, like, yeah, we have, if we're surrounded by people, that you know, they'll help give you a hand. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you got to be willing to, like, give yourself the hand. Like, Sometimes you have to be that person. Like in life, you know, we can. I could be you. You're a, you're an amazing person. Like you help people and do all the charity stuff. Um, I have great friends that do the same thing. But you have to be willing to do it for you. Like, yeah, is your life? You have one. Yeah. Take care of it. Like, don't ruin it. Like if I if I go out and party, right? Like this say, I think the best thing I saw actually saw a quote today. Mm-hmm. It was like. You know, you can you have you can control time. Mm-hmm. People are like, how can you control time? It's like, you can speed it up. I'll tell you exactly how: drinking, partying, doing drugs. You'll speed up your life, mm-hmm. and then you'll die a lot sooner. But if you're healthy, if you take care of yourself, yeah. if you do everything right, like all the right things, you'll live longer. And that's uh, that's why I had a process, right? I was like, damn, like I want to live versus I don't care if I die. Yeah. And and I was always living like. I don't care if I die. If I die, I die. Yeah. Versus, you know what? I want to be here. I want to do something. I want to give back to the community. And it's always yeah. like something I always like wanted to do, but never took the initiative to do it. Yeah. I would just always give a hand. Always, and I'm always help, willing to help people. Like, even if I don't have the dollar to give, I'll give the dollar. I'll find it and I'll be like, here you go. Um, so now being mentally good and physically good yeah. um, is something that I do definitely want to help. And it's like, how can we do that? You know, for someone that works in nightlife, it's like, okay, nightlife isn't bad. Mm-hmm. You can control it. But, you know, you got to realize, okay, like, 
is this something you want to do the rest of your life? Like, and I'm not saying for people that have been there for years, yeah. like I'm saying there's anything bad, but like, yeah. where can you go from here? Like, yeah. you can't be a VIP host in your 80s, but you know, you can move to marketing or you can move to the director side and then, and then uh, up, you know, you keep going up. Yeah. Like, keep growing. You want to grow more. You don't want to be stuck in one spot doing the same yeah. thing. And that's why I felt like, you know, like I was in the Vegas industry for years. Like I've just felt like it was the same thing repeated and repeated and repeated. Yeah. And then same thing at the gym, it gets repeated. Like you're in a yeah. gym, it's the same people. But like, how can you grow? Like, how can I help do what I'm doing? How can I help others? And yeah. I realized, and it's like, it's weird. Like, I don't, I don't expect anybody to say hi to me. It's like, hey, Alex, thank you for inspiring me or anything like that. But it's cool when somebody reaches out to you. It's like, hey man, I saw your story and you know, I also drink and I had an issue and yeah. it affected my relationship, but you inspired me to be better. And me and my wife are talking again and stuff. And it's wow. like, you're like, damn, that's crazy. Like, yeah. I mean, like, that's, that's extremely powerful, right? Because yeah. you, when you, when we say do charity, right? Like you give someone $1, that's $1. Yeah. But if you change the way they approach life, that's hundreds and thousands of dollars. That's yeah. millions. That's maybe billions, right? Because they, you just changed their whole direction. They could do so much more with their yeah, life. Yeah, like, it's, it's like, everybody's like, and then and it's like, I, I tell everybody, it's like, social media is fake. Like, I don't think it's real at all. No. But we all put a front, or we're easy, and like, it's easy to be like, you know what, let me sit on this camera. Yeah. Yeah, man, you know what, I didn't have any struggles. I just go to the gym and work out. This is what I do, and then da 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 and just put this whole front. Yeah. But then, what does that do? Like, it just makes the one that's watching like, oh, wow, this guy's cool. Like, da -da -da -da. Yeah. but then it's like, all the other people are like dealing with their own things. Like, this guy's an asshole, you know, like, and he's not even an asshole. It's just, but then you tell the story and then they're like, wow, like, I connect. Like, yeah, he, he drank. Like, what? I don't see that. Like, he doesn't look like he parties. Like, yeah. why he was homeless? Like, what? Like, it's like all those things that you're just like, you start connecting. And that's when people really start believing in you. That's when it's real. Mm -hmm. Like versus, you know, the Photoshop, the makeup, the the plastic here, plastic there. Like, yeah. it's like, is that you or are you just doing it for the picture and the glam? Yeah. You know, like I post on my social media, like, I don't care. Like if this is what you see, you see, like, yeah. you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. I'm me. I know what I'm, I'm, I'm giving to y'all. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I just want people to be the best version, you know, like go on there and be, be you versus pretending to be everybody else i love that there are so many lessons there, alex from your story so now that you're you know you're prepping for your show yeah right and you've done shows before what's it like to prep for a show because you know like there's there's people who are average gym goers who are like like i have no interest in competing i just want to be fit i like working out but like what's what's the difference between working out to like just you know be in a good shape mm -hmm. and be like have good cardiovascular health and like uh, look good in the mirror versus competing. Like, what's the huge, huge, huge? The jump? main, the main thing will be like conditioning wise. Like mm -hmm. the condition you get for a show, like, is not sustainable. Like, we get to like a low body percentage. Um, we're so depleted. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm thirsty right now, um, and hungry. Hide that. Yeah, hide, hide, <laughs> hide the water. Yeah, um, but like, it, it's. Is the extremes, right? It's kind of like, yeah. again, like when you go and have a social drink or yeah. overly drink, right? So going to the gym regularly to look good, like you're getting ready for a vacation with the family, right? Or just an, an everyday thing is, is creating habits that um, you naturally do. Like you, you brush your teeth like every single day, I would hope, right? Um, <laughs> you'd be surprised. Like, <laughs> oh, I forgot? Okay, maybe tomorrow. Um, so there's little things like that. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. so I brush my teeth every morning put on deodorant, I walk my dogs, I eat a burger. Like, why are you eating a burger? Yeah. So, or I do that same thing, except I have eggs and like a, a cleaner diet, right? Yeah. Like, it's like, why? So you see, like you, you can put apple in the, like apple and oranges, like, or however yeah. you say it compared to. Yeah, yeah. Um, But it's what was more beneficial. As, as good as this tastes, Yeah. like what's this going to do? And this, if I eat this, yeah, it'll taste good for the, for the time being. Yeah. But if I eat this, like, the people that are, like, dragging throughout the day, 
Yeah. Like the people that eat healthy, like they have energy because they had the food that will give you the energy yeah. for the day. So it's like, yeah. you know, that's all you start adding things and changing things. You're so, like, so I have a question over there, right? And mm-hmm. this is, this is not even for the podcast. It's not for me. Yeah. Right. Because for me, what I struggle with, with diet is in the morning, my willpower is like top notch. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, I wake up, now, I live in Vegas, I wake up late, I attend a bunch of meetings in the morning while I'm on Zoom and stuff. I go to Fit Club, and then, like, my willpower is tight till, like, 5, 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. It's at the end of the night when I've done, like, hours and hours of work, I've done a bunch of stuff, that's when willpower starts decaying for me. Yeah. And I, I know that's at least true for a few of my friends. Mm-hmm. And that's when the candy or the ice cream looks really tempting yeah right because if will parge like man i should just watch some youtube just chill so how do you because for you this is now like this is your job right yeah. how do you make sure that you're disciplined enough considering i'll, in I'll your be honest i'm not gonna lie on this i do love my reese's reese's sticks and soda <laughs> so i'm not gonna lie it's it's like me following a diet plan yeah. it, it's 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 very difficult like yeah. I, I suck as much as i i can claim i'm like dude i follow everything is really good <laughs> you know i don't like i, I suck yeah um, i probably don't take it really serious till the last like six five weeks um but that's also knowing your body right like uh-huh. like if i know right now if i start doing if i started doing cardio eight weeks yeah like i'll i'll look super skinny by the time like i don't like it just your body changes everybody's yeah. body is different you lose muscle yeah yeah um yeah. So when it comes to being disciplined on food, and I did this my, my actually my first prep, I was yeah. actually like a hundred percent to the T. Um, I followed everything hundred percent. Um, it's rough the first forty days, I would say. I don't know after twenty one days is a habit or something like that, mm-hmm. but for me it was rough the first forty days, yeah. right? Um, and after that it became easy, and the urge for certain things was there. But it wasn't like I needed it, you know, like mm-hmm. I had flushed those needs out that I was just like, you know what, like, this is fine. And then now you're on the habit of eating the same thing over and over, but it's a cleaner version of it. And throughout the day, like my energy was there, but also I was prepping for a show. So it's like, yeah. it's, different, it's completely different. Now, um, everybody has different macros that they can hit throughout the day. As long as you have a balance, excuse me, as long as you have a balance, I mean, I don't see why you can't have um ice cream or a candy bar or something yeah. like i'll be honest it's just me yeah. um i do it um but you know we're not chasing the same thing right like i'm yeah. chasing to look good on stage and you just want to look good throughout the day so yeah. as long as you hit the meals that are needed for yeah. you a snack or two like yeah. throughout the day it's not gonna hurt awesome and what about so now you coach you also coach people online right yeah so i just yeah. i just started that actually yeah started uh I want to say, what is it, July? Yeah. So at the beginning of July, I started doing that again. Oh, wow. Yeah, so yeah. I, I used to do it back in when I was like 17 or so. Yeah. Um, I didn't know much then, but yeah. I had a few clients then. And then now I want to like coach, not only just in the gym, like it's a lifestyle thing. Yeah. Um, But again, mentally, um, with everything that I've dealt, I want to be able to help those, uh, yeah. not just physically good, good, but mentally good, good. So who's like who's your ideal customer? Like who are you um, trying to target? Whether women or female, uh, mm-hmm. sorry, women or female, <laughs> men or female, <laughs> um, that just want to make a change. They want to uh-huh. be better for themselves. And yeah. what I mean by that is, you know, they have they live a lifestyle, and it's it's something that they love doing or they enjoy, but like it's getting hard because they don't have they can't give themselves the time that they need. Um, and what I mean by that, like people are really, once you start doing something you, you enjoy doing, like you get so like focused into it mm-hmm. that you're like, oh, I don't know how to do anything else. Like, this is all I do. Like I had a, have a client that actually reached out and he has multiple businesses, Yeah. but he can't find the time to go to the gym or, and he's in between meetings. So how does he eat? Like stuff like that. So being able to help him not only manage his business times, so like, okay, like you wake up, at, if you wake up at 4 a.m. every day. And your first meeting is until seven, like that first hour, like you can focus on doing like a light workout, you know, like, yeah. and then have a little something like it's, it's stuff that you like, you yeah. kind of like kind of fit, fit into their own schedule. Yeah. So that way the, those in between breaks of whatever they're doing, um, you can pretty much figure out how it can help them be better and then adjust the 
mental side of things. Okay, it's like, okay, you're attacking a load here. Why don't you just break it down to this side? And then then you can focus on what needs to be done and then end up being more productive throughout the day. Yeah. So it's it, there's a lot, there's a huge component of mindset in there too, right? Yeah. You want people to have the right mindset to approach these challenges. Yeah, like, I mean, even if you, if you know nothing, let's say if you, mm -hmm. just, you just want the coach side of it, like, I'll help you through that too. But then, you know, over time, like, we do learn about each other. Like, mm -hmm. I learn about you, your your, your habits of that are good, your habits that are bad. Mm -hmm. And from there, and then I'll start asking you, okay, like, why um, do you have this? Well, why are you doing this? You know, like, you're like, well, I've always done it. It's like, do you feel good about it? Like, how can we adjust to do something better? Yeah. And that's when they start thinking and questioning themselves. Like, okay, like, how can I fix that? What, what do I want to fix that? Why do I want to fix that? And then once they realize that, they're like, okay, like, because... I want to do this, you know, like, and then that's when the, the coaching of a, like the training side changes because they're like, you know, like I do have a wedding or I do have a vacation I have planned with my significant other, um, in a few weeks and I'm so focused on work, but I want to be able to look good and be really good with her, you know, like yeah. or them or whatever it may be. So it's like you can work on both sides. Yeah. So that actually brings me to a really important question, right? So I love, and I think there's some people in the audience who need to listen to your story of how you went from the stroke, because there are people, close friends of mine, in fact, and me a few years ago, where you were in this bad space, right? Yeah. You have to get out of that, which is very inspiring. But for someone who's trying to find balance, it's like, well, I don't want to be eating chicken rice and broccoli Correct. all the time i want to go i want to go eat out i want to drink a little bit like what's your advice to people because you still you know you still have a decent social life right yeah, you have a lot of friends I, in that life. I definitely enjoy myself i'm gonna say i, <laughs> I gave that up you know when i'm I've, I'll, I'll say his name my buddy kyle yeah comes, he comes from tampa all the time dude travels the world comes to vegas he and he always comes to vegas like when i'm doing something important like it's never <laughs> when like shout out to kyle sorry, kyle dude come on um <laughs> but it's always like i got like last time he came from my last show he came literally mm -hmm. a week before and i'm like dude, a I, week before yeah oh, like, wow. i was like dude like, i got my show he's like well we're doing this i'm like all right it's okay don't don't tell anybody <laughs> <laughs> um but it's not it's uh, i think it's what it is is one portion control so like mm -hmm. if you're going out to eat um, if you already had your meals throughout the day, yeah, portion control, you know, don't overeat when you go out, right? Um, if you're going out to drink, where, where are you going to? Are you going to the club or are you going to dinner? If you're going to dinner, you know, have a drink or two. That's, yeah. that's fine. Don't over drink. Like, why do you have to have that extra drink? Yeah. You know, um, like I, now when I go out, I'll probably have one or two drinks. If I go to the club or something, enjoy, I probably have, again, one mixed drink and probably like two shots. Yeah. Um, but I don't overdo it because like you gotta think about the next day. That's what people forget. It's like they do everything the one day at the moment, they're like ah da, 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 and the next day they're like, Oh man, I hate this. So what did I do that? The question yourself. And it's like now I have so many things going on. Then I'm like, okay, the next day I gotta be at the gym at ten AM because I have to meet with this person. Do I wanna be hungover? No, like don't want to be tired. No, am I going to go to bed on time? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, so then it's like, because if you say you don't do that and then you have this meeting, you're late to your meeting. Mm -hmm. Or now you're like pissed off because you said this wrong per they said the wrong thing. And now you're like, oh man, I'm hungover. Like, it's just like, it won't go the way you want it to go, you know, like, yeah. so you got to think about the next day. And that's what we forget. We forget to think about the next day and yeah. what's important. Um. So, so what I'm getting out of that is that even while you're in a party state of mind, you're still you not let you're not giving control of your mind, right? Yeah. Like there's still you're still forward thinking. It's like, well, this is the goal I'm trying to hit, and I want to make sure I don't get too drunk, I don't get too off track. I just have enough contrast that I'm happy in life, right? Yeah, Cause, like because you think is like, for example, like in I think it was like. So let's say early May, I think it was. Like, I obviously, I have my show at, at, at the end of May. Um, but early May, like, it was somebody's birthday. I'm like, yeah, like, I'll go to your birthday, right? Like, now, could I have overly drank and got messed up? I was like, yeah. But then, how would I feel the next day? How, what would I do to my prep? Like, obviously, I'm in prep, right? Yeah. So, you know, you're like, I will get really dry because alcohol dries you out. 
or I'll wake up the next day like really like tired and hungover and just throwing up and then yeah. now I don't want to eat or I can't work out. Like everything that you do the night before, the day before is going to affect the next day. Yeah. So it's like, how can I do this without it messing up the next day? Yeah. Like what's the minimal thing I can do? Yeah. That I can still enjoy myself, but I can still do what I need to do the next day to get it done. Cause like, it's always the next day. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's great right now in the moment. You can enjoy the moment, but yeah. Enjoy it. Like, don't just overdo it because Bobby's overdoing it or Jimmy's overdoing it. Like, do it because you're enjoying yourself and then be functional to do what you need to do for yourself the next day. Cool. That makes a lot of sense. So I do want to ask one more thing. Before I do, I want to ask you what else you got going on. Um, so I got the show. That's all I really got really thinking about, um, coaching and then, I haven't done a litter recently, but I do breed dogs as well. Wow. Um, I breed XL American Bullies. Um, that's always fun. But that's a handful. Like, that's like a whole yeah. eight weeks of, like, yeah. you won't see me for eight weeks because these pups are, like, every day, like, 24-7. But, that's um, pretty cool, though. Like, I, I've, I've been more wanting to, you know, have – I'm really into uh, – like, I've, I've supported charities that rescue animals, mm-hmm. and I look at – the situation at the shelters because they post online and it's just like, I wish I could go adopt, but I just know I'm not responsible enough with all the things that are going on to take care of a human be- of, of a living living thing. Yeah, it's just I'm traveling all over, sometimes here, sometimes there. Yeah, it's yeah. If I had a small dog, it would be easy, but I got big dogs, so yeah. like I really gotta be like, all right, yeah. I gotta take care of you guys today. <laughs> like if I forget, they, they yeah. remind me. I'm like, oh, we'll go. Sorry. Yeah. Um. But no, they're great. They're like, they're like my kids. So. Yeah. So I know, so two 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 things that I want to yeah. ask. So I know right now you're focused on what's coming two weeks from now. Yeah. And I think when this podcast comes out, it'll be like a few days. Yeah. Right? What's in? What's your goal for the next five years? Like what's in, coming in the next couple of years? What do you, where do you see yourself in five years? Um, Definitely the world champion um, with the federation I'm competing with. Um, wow. I also do want to kind of work alongside with them on bringing awareness awareness to like mental side of things and you know like obviously bodybuilding and everything is like always it looks so physical Mm -hmm. um but i want to focus more on something that and it's funny because this is something that i was going to announce after but i can say it now um it's something more like you know we we lost all everybody in the world we lost the power of relationship building um, the friendship, um, the communication, being humans with each other. Mm-hmm. We lost that, right? Um, and what I mean by that is like people go out throughout the day and just, you, you know somebody's sad, but you won't ask them. You just ignore everybody. Like it's always like a me thing versus a, hey, like how are you? Nobody reaches out anymore. Nobody, when's the last time you talked to your grandparents? Like, yeah. you know, you think about like certain things like that. And, you know, like I want to bring awareness to that as in mm-hmm. like, you know, every day, like, Try to build a relationship with somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, see how somebody's doing. Reach out. Hey, let them know. Hey, like, hope you're having a good day. Like, whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, that way, you know, we can get back to where people cared um, about each other. Like, build a real, real relationship versus, like, this fake social media stuff. Like, go out and meet people and hang out versus, like, hey, Miss Lando DM, like, how you doing? You look great. And that's, that's all you ever, you know, somebody so well, I've known someone for 10 years. Oh yeah. Like, have you guys met? No, just, just Instagram <laughs> DM. Like, you know how crazy that sounds? Like, yeah, I know yeah. I, for a fact, I'm, I know a lot of people yeah, yeah, yeah. through social media. I've known yeah. them for years. Yes. I maybe met, I, I don't know. I don't even know who I haven't met, Yeah, but I always want to meet somebody. Yeah. And I think I've always been like that. Like I want to meet you and get to know you versus yeah. Here's a screen. That's all I know. Yeah, yeah. Like a pin pal. Like, yeah. remember pin pals? That was a thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like just get out there and meet people and mm-hmm. like. Get out of your head. Get out, yeah, get out of your head. Yeah. Get, get out in reality because like the way things are going now is like we're pretty much getting programmed and be behind a screen 24-7. And, yeah. You know, how often do you see a kid playing outside? Like. I remember when we were outside, we were pouring, Dude, like, we were outside all the time. Yeah, like we, we would get our bikes. We'd get like the. Yeah. Uh, 
the the floorboards for the, the wood and put the brakes in the bike and now you're sliding over the place like kids i don't think kids do that anymore and um you know i want to get people to go outside and socialize mm -hmm. and be friendly with each other and talk yeah. and communicate and and then uh understand each other like actually get mentally connected like hey like you know i'm like for guys like we suck at communicating like if we if we're hurting we're good man don't worry about it like no i'm good there's you know? also the impression that if you share with someone like if you go to therapy it's not it's not masculine enough so that's not manly enough yeah and you know i always thought like that yeah. like i wasn't scared it was just like why do i want to share this with somebody that doesn't even know me like yeah and it's it crazy it's like you know me sharing this on here or mm -hmm. anybody like my friends like I, I i my friends know yeah but the reply your friends give you is like yeah man you know like it's not the, the reply you want um and what i mean by that it's like yeah you like listening and hearing to what they had to say but it's like no man like i'm dealing with this like give me yeah. a different answer you know yeah and once you go to therapy, you get that answer, you know, you get the answer that it's hard. You get the answer yeah. that's like, don't tell me I'm okay. Like, yeah. if you're dealing with something, fix it, you know, like, this is how to fix it. And I did that and I was like, damn, like, I need to fix this. Like, I'm, I'm traumatized by what I dealt with. Yeah. I'm, ref I'm putting that into the relationships I'm in. It's going to keep happening. Like, if I don't fix it, like, I'm going to behave this way towards my significant other. Why? Because... I haven't healed from this. Like, but if you heal from it, whoever you're with is not going to get that response, you know? Yeah. Like, you're going to actually move forward. Yeah. You're going to escape it. You yeah. can grow. And, you know, in life, you have to grow. Like, you mm -hmm. can't be stuck in the same feeling. Like, every day hating, hey, man, I hate my life. I'm stuck here because it's like, no, like, you're stuck there because you want to be stuck there. Like, if you took the time to yourself and, like actually understood what's going on inside your own head, even though you're, it's like, what's going on in my head? Yeah. It's, you know, you just don't want to deal with it. You're you're afraid of the answer that it's hard. The the hard truth is is the is the truth that hey, I am the problem, and this is how we can and fix it. Good. Like nobody Fuck, nobody yeah, yeah. nobody wants to tell themselves that they're the problem. Like yeah. they want to, it's easy to blame point a finger versus yeah. pointing it at you. You know, like yeah. So that's I something it. I really want to like help out. You know, and give like hey, let's let's help you however we can and yeah. go from there. Yeah. Awesome. One final thing. There's someone watching right now who really resonated with your story, right? I'm assuming, I don't know for sure, yeah. <laughs> but, but I, I'm very positive. Like, someone. Who's, who's, you know, watching now? <laughs> hey, how you doing? Sorry to DM. <laughs> but let's say someone really resonated with your story. Mm -hmm. What's the next step they should take? to get their shit together, to fix their life, so they can actually make progress? What's the immediate step they should take right now as this podcast ends? What should they do? Um, aside from therapy, like, that's the main thing. Um, admit it to yourself. Like, look in the mirror. I had to look in the mirror a million times. Look in the mirror and be like, yo, like, am I really okay? Mm -hmm. Like, I looked in the mirror and I'm like, I'm okay. And I could, I could see it in my eyes. I was like, I'm not okay, but I'm telling myself yeah. I'm okay. I'm okay. And one day I sat there and like I saw my tear coming down. I was just like, I'm 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 not okay. Yeah. And that's when I, I was like, that's when the healing started really happening. And that's when like I actually started growing and being who I am now. Like it's like, hey, like I'm good now. Like I I, I can help however yeah. I can, but you know, the rest of that it's up to you like you have to want to grow like you yeah. heal so admit to yourself that you want to heal and this is what you want to do for yourself not because the next person is doing it or anything. It's like do you want to grow do you want to be better do you want that house or that car or make a million dollars yeah yeah well what's stopping you yeah you're not healing right so let's heal let's be better just be a better version of you Awesome, Alex. Where can people find you? Um, my IG is Alex Padron, P-A-D-R-O-N, and then an X at the end because my name was taken. Yeah. It, it, it took my name, so I had to put an X at the end. <laughs> cool, guys. That was Alex. His story is super inspiring. 
And in my opinion, he's our future WBFF champion, hopefully soon. Hopefully and soon. from my experience today, I think also a future Tony Robbins level motivational speaker right here. That would be amazing to do. Yeah. Public speaking? Just do it. Dude, I think you'll be great at it. I think you'll be great. Guys, I have just one final request. I've gotten so many DMs on how much you guys love the content, the reels. I appreciate it. Go to Apple Podcasts. Go to Spotify. Leave us a review. I've really enjoyed the comments I'm getting from all my friends, from random people reaching out to me, especially the most recent Leonard podcast. Everyone really enjoyed it. I appreciate that. The final request I have, and this is not for me, this is not for the podcast, because we don't make any money off this, but I want you to go talk to your friends about these topics. Have these discussions and not just talk about posting pictures, this cute or not cute. Have like the actual discussions that matter. Talk about money, talk about compensation, talk about rent, talk about credit scores, talk about each other's problems so we can all help each other.